0: I'm so sorry. Waiting on me? Waiting on me? Is that why it's June? And the last time we did this was April?
1: It's been way too long, Matt. Uh, what happened to May?
0: Uh, what happened to May? It just so much. disappeared. It it,
1: apparently it rained so much we forgot to podcast. Uh, you can't
0: podcast when it's raining. <laughs> the equipment will get wet. <laughs> it seems like um, we have no excuse. But it does seem like a lot went on.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure cuz we didn't do a whole lot of field work in May. Uh.
0: <laughs> cuz it
1: rained too much.
0: Yeah. yeah it, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it was epic amounts of rain. Like I don't think we broke any records. It was just consistent.
1: Consistently wet. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And and here we are. Yeah. So, what do we need to talk about? To, oh, by the way, it's the Soybean Pest Podcast. Uh a good afternoon, Aaron. Hi Matt, and we are into our third episode of is this season seven,
1: uh, season
0: eight. I think eight. Eight. Yeah, it sounds good. It mm-hmm. sounds like an even number. Yeah. And we are trying to get back on track here because now it's uh, it's happening. It's all happening. Yeah, Stuff I think has we- been planted. Has everything been planted?
1: Everything? You mean our research? Our
0: research. No, but we're getting close. Almost all. It's June. It's the 2nd of June, and we don't have everything planted.
1: Well, we got a lot of stuff in this week. You had several projects. I had several projects, and then we have a couple that are basically overlapped. So a lot went in this week, particularly in the northern research farms that we work at, like Sutherland, Kanawa and Nashua, and then also locally here at a couple farms near Ames. So we just have a lot of research going on,
0: and And so, yeah. as of, I'm looking at this, I think this is as of now, um, 63% of all the soybeans have been planted nationwide, and what is Iowa at, we're at 80 or at
1: 77%. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: And last year was 86%. -hmm. But on the five-year average, we're right on where we should be, 77%.
1: Yeah, last uh, two days ago, I I did an update of degree days. Mm-hmm. I just picked a few spots in Iowa, and it's interesting that the southern counties are warmer than in the last few years, but the northern counties are cooler than in the last couple of years. So it's mm-hmm. been more striking north to south. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and the wetness, uh, you know, just delays everything, regardless of temperature. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a little resignation in my voice, right? Little, yeah. Kinda... And you
1: kind of have your hand over your mouth, so it's hard to hear you. <laughs> I just want our listeners to be able to understand you, Matt.
0: I, I want to be understood. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Really? feel like you're coaching me. That's good. That's yeah. Like a life coach. Yeah. Um, so, things to talk about uh, we talk about uh, planting, and then armyworm, cutworm, other seed, seedling pests, uh, and then. I want to talk a little bit about hiring. We're looking at uh, trying to hire some people. Yeah. Some people. Let's talk about the worms. There's yeah. more than just rootworms that affect <laughs> like crops. Aaron Gasman. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <down many laughs> if you ask cycle. anybody else except for Aaron Gassman. Yeah. So much chatter about black cut worm and the true army worm this spring throughout Iowa. I stay in close contact with our 11 field agronomists. At Iowa State and nearly all of them have reported seeing some activity um, some of the initial feeding from small caterpillars and then uh, in southern Iowa some of the caterpillars uh, and especially the army worms are reaching you know an inch inch and a quarter so they've been feeding for quite a while
0: okay mm-hmm um,
1: this has been corn and soybean
0: yeah yeah, yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about the cutworms and this is fresh on my mind because I got a phone call from a farmer cooperator where we're doing some experiments with honeybees and he was concerned because he had cutworm activity Um, knew about it from his uh, scout and was concerned that he was gonna have to spray insecticide and was asking me questions about well when and how should I spray and what effect would it have on his bees let alone our bees Um, so size matters when it comes to cutworms
1: well, little ones eat less than the big ones. Big ones eat more.
0: In terms of when to use an insecticide, size matters as well.
1: I mean, size matters because if they're close to the end of feeding, so if they re- are about that inch and a half, um, you know they're getting close to pupating and they won't eat anymore. Yeah. So it kind of depends on how many are there, when they're there as far as plant growth stage and uh, what type of injury... Sometimes you experience stand loss, that kind of thing. So uh, we have a couple of ICM news articles that talk about you know, how to scout for armyworms and cutworms and management recommendations. Just and because you have some doesn't mean that a treatment would be worth it, worth your time or money.
0: So there's a little bit of um, uh, more thoughtfulness to go into this because if you get to a point, like you're saying, where the cutworm is so large that it's pretty much done feeding, it's gonna pupate, Spraying that, um, uh, you know, spraying an insecticide at that time, the value is somewhat limited. In part because that cutworm population, if it once if it were to successfully pupate and form the adults, and it's going to fly away, and it's not necessarily going to contribute to any other damage in that field. Mm-hmm. So, spraying um, and not preventing what is the end of the injury that the pest is going to co- cause. Um, is kind of wasting your money, right? Yeah. And either way, uh, you're probably gonna have to look at some replanting, right? Depending upon the size of the well and the amount of damage.
1: In my experience, armyworms and cutworms don't typically cause enough stand loss to warrant a replant. That would have to exceed around three to five percent. That's a whole lot. I mean, there's certainly areas of the field that mm-hmm. might like a pocket, but field wide. Um, you do have to have that five percent. So what what happened? Field wide, yeah. So yeah. Let,
0: let, let's talk more yeah, about but- the, the scale. So there could be these patches uh, or areas where cutworms show up or armyworms show up can be fairly localized. It may not be throughout an entire, say, hundred acre field.
1: Right? I, I would say armyworms would be more localized. Yeah. 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 And my and black cutworm be more random.
0: And my experience with cutworms has been it's. I've at least seen patches where they've Mm -hmm. taken out, but not, you know, Mm -hmm. a whole field. But anyway, so... Yeah,
1: but on one hand, I think soybean can tolerate a lot of defoliation. So it's not just defoliation. If I'm considering spraying or replant, basically those plants have to be dead. And sure, uh, cutworms can straight out kill corn or soybean.
0: And let's talk a bit about that killing, because it's cutting at the point where you're... It's cutting, what, below the cotyledons, so it, it... it can kill the plant such that it won't regrow. Whereas armyworm or, yeah, I guess armyworm is it more of a defoliator and that's something both plants can grow back from.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we really should have a physiologist with us because, you know, basically they have to kill the growing point. And so the growing point of soybean, um, that you know that is above like past the cotyledons but for corn the growing point is still below the soil line until the plant reaches i think v5 or v6 so -hmm. the plant is big so corn can withstand some bits of defoliation as well so really to understand is the plant just being fed on or is it actually killed you have to be able to distinguish the difference yeah
0: my you're right we should have a physio a plant physiologist because i think if i remember right the The loss of foliage um, in a plant now is something they can come back from Mm -hmm. as opposed to later in the season, a little bit later in the season where it's gonna have a bigger impact.
1: Mm -hmm. So So, yeah, I think like if you actually have you're experiencing stand loss and you have a lot of little caterpillars, Mm -hmm. it's probably worth the cost to make an application. If you have larger plants or larger caterpillars if there's just defoliation going on, it may not be worth it. Or maybe consider a perimeter or spot treatment instead of doing a field wide replant or foliar application.
0: And be aware that these are cutworms and that we're talking about and cutworms can attack corn and soybeans. Mm-hmm. Although the I think the conventional wisdom is that they mostly go after corn, but We've seen them go after soybeans as well. Mm-hmm. Is it dingy cutworm that goes after both more or less, and black cutworm that's more corn? Uh,
1: I've seen kind of uh, both both black cutworm and true armyworm reports okay. of corn and soybean this year. But, yes, I would say in general more on the corn side of things. And I would say by far the, the, the most common occurrence of these kind of pockets or or patches have been in areas with a rye cover crop that has been terminated or along areas that had like a real um, distinct grassy like waterway or driveway, something that had a lot of weeds kind of early in the season.
0: So that's a good point. Um, Might bring this up, this was some work from Mike Dunbar, I think I've mentioned this multiple times, but uh, the noctuid moss, uh, true armyworm, black cutworm, common stalk borer are moths that will feed on rye that they can complete their life cycle on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, people who are using uh, a rye cover crop might want to take an extra, you know, of time, to mm-hmm. set of eyes to look at those fields because they may be at risk. Yeah. More so than those without a, cover, a rye cover crop, especially
1: yeah and another thing to consider maybe the same folks that are thinking about or using cover crops might be the same circle of people that are backing off on some of the traits Mm. and so there aren't any traits bt traits for arm for true armyworm and so you know that's not going to affect anything and um but there are bt traits that can target other caterpillars like black cutworm and other um other caterpillars (laughs) you see later in the season so um just be aware of that and i would also think that sea treatments and in-furrow or soil applied insecticides wouldn't have an impact on armyworms or cutworms
0: good points Mm -hmm. wow have we done this did we cover this topic
1: well i I just wanted to bring up a few other things um those those folks that have had troubles with common stock borer they are on the move from their overwintering hosts of like brome grasses or like weeds and they're moving to larger homes like corn and soybean and so just based on degree day accumulations around the state especially in southern counties if you had problems they are kind of repeat offenders and so I would encourage you know there's only a there's a small window of opportunity to manage stock borers and it's when they're exposed and moving to corn or soybean so now is the time to look
0: good point because common stock borer that does overwinter here whereas the others migrate right so yeah um,
1: and then I just had a few people ask me about slug feeding so those those people that have had corn or soybean kind of sitting in cold wet soils maybe even high residue type fields slugs can become an issue in which they can damage the the seed or seedling so uh, it's not always a caterpillar it could be actually a non-insect pest doing some of that injury
0: yeah it was just uh back home over memorial day weekend and i uh saw my um stepmom's garden she's a beautiful garden and she had defoliation on her hostas mm-hmm. and she asked me what, what do you think that is i was like yeah that looks like slugs and she's like how can you tell and i said like, well I, this is my artist training coming in it looks more streaky mm-hmm. you know whereas uh Insect feeding kind of looks uh, chewy and skeletonized, you know. There's the yeah. midribs and all yeah. the leaves. Slugs, they, in my mind, it kind of looks like somebody, you know, just sort of smeared some uh. acid or something corrosive on the surface <laughs> of the leaf. And, um, anyway, just oh. one way to, to differentiate the slug damage from, say, a, a leaf chewer like a yeah. caterpillar.
1: They look chewy. Insects look, look chewy.
0: They look, they look, yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I like it.
0: Um, and you don't want to salt your field, you know. That's maybe your garden.
1: Yeah, I mean, slug bed. slug rescue treatments are not worth it. No. Yeah,
0: and they so. Just hope that they dry up
1: and. Yep. Time for Wait for the soil to dry
0: up. Okay. Hey. Wow. Mhm. That covered some ground. Yeah. And then for you know products active ingredients that that, that go after these worms. The pyrethroids seem to do well.
1: Yeah, I think pyrethroids organophosphates.
0: Lambda cyhalothrin, Mm -hmm. zeta cypermethrin.
1: Yep, yep. You have a lot of options for the above ground exposure to these caterpillars. It's Uh just more of an issue of of having the product be exposed to the pest because a lot of them hide in cracks and crevices during the day. So you want to make sure you get in contact.
0: Right. Mm Mhm. Sweet. So we talked about our research plots, you know, things yeah. being a little bit delayed, but overall we're kind of where we have been for Iowa for the last five years, so. Yeah. Yay, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> um, third item. Yeah. A little in-house work. We're hiring.
1: That means we have money to spend.
0: Ooh, yeah, thank you, a- USDA. We, uh, um, we, you, Amy Toth... Uh, Adam Dolzall, a new assistant professor at University of Illinois, who's going to be a soon-to-be former postdoc here at Iowa State. The four of us were awarded a USDA NEFA Challenge Grant on um, helping honeybees, meeting the challenge of you know a bee decline. Shouldn't yeah. say honeybees because it was both honeybee and bees. And uh, we put in a proposal last year, uh, we got funded, we, and, and now we're starting. And it's a big project, it's three years worth of work. Mm-hmm. it's probably more like four years, but anyway. Right. It was a very generous uh, uh, grant of uh, about $4 short of a million dollars, and uh, this will allow us to hire um, a extension specialist. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Am I saying that correctly? And this extension specialist will primarily work under you to get the word out about how we can conserve bees, protect bees, both in crops like soybeans, how we can use prairie as a source of late summer forage, which our research has shown is is almost gone and and, critical. The options, yeah. And and, and real critical for maintaining bee weight and, and, and we think bee health. Uh, over the, the year, and ask, uh, and, and uh, I shouldn't say ask, but also get at whether uh, putting honeybees into prairies puts our native bees at risk. Mm-hmm. So we got sort of three groups that we're looking to uh, uh, do some extension with farmers, uh, beekeepers, beekeepers, thank you, and people who are interested in conservation that own land that they are thinking about putting back into Mm -hmm. the prairie or putting in habitat that would um, help pollinators in general.
1: Yeah. And we have, I can share a link to the application. So if you have experience with working with bees, with field crops, with farmers, with conservation, we're interested. Yeah. And it's a three-year staff appointment.
0: Yeah, I've heard this said that um, things like Teachers, pastors, you know, any any position where somebody works with the public, you know, on paper you want somebody who can talk to everybody.
1: Yes, especially for this job. But
0: in reality, <laughs> you know, I don't know if that person exists. And so, um, I think we're you know we're looking for somebody who's at least interested. And then if you've got one or two of the th- uh, the three stakeholders that we just mentioned that you're experienced with um that can be good enough yeah yeah but i think mostly it's the passion and interest that is gonna go a long way to helping us pick out the best candidate
1: yeah i will share a link and hopefully you know spread the word if you might know somebody
0: man it's in hot in here Mm -hmm. oh my do you think the new building will have
1: central air yeah yes Instead of our sweet window air conditioning units that just blow in dust and mold.
0: So hot. Yeah. So we were jokingly calling that new position a biologist, but you don't have to be a biologist, right? I mean, it would be nice. It would be really good, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's right.
0: Anything else we need to say about that? Are we good? I think we're good. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we going to stay on track now, go through June?
1: Well, except you're going to miss, you're going on vacation for three weeks, so probably.
0: I will phone in. Mm -hmm. We could do a Zoom. We'll Zoom. Zoom it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. We did not get sponsored by Zoom, so. Okay, upcoming events. Uh, You are going to be gone this Saturday through Wednesday at the north central branch of the ESA um, in Indianapolis. Yeah, we're
1: bringing a couple of our students.
0: Yeah. Go, students, and uh, they're presenting their work on soybean aphids, honeybees, and all kinds of other good stuff. Yeah. You're going to be there. I'm not. I got to stay home and um, get some work done. Yeah. Write some more grants, write some more papers. More money, more problems. More. Where to find us? Uh, Keep in touch with us. Google soybean entomology. Aaron's on Twitter, sending out the tweets at Aaron W. Hodson, all one word. You can email us at O'Neill at IAState.edu and EWH at IAState.edu. Of course, subscribe, subscribe, always. Now, back on iTunes. We fixed the problem. Problem solved. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, and the last item on our to-do list is the outro music. There we go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, see you next week. Bye.